Welcome back to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Matthew Lewis, and him, Michael Bridges. Great to hear your voice, mate. Good to see you. And it's great to be back on here because it doesn't seem that long ago that me and you were in Orlando together and you looked after me over there, mate. You took us out to the Orlando parks and that. I loved it. So thank you very much. But we're back to the serious stuff, mate. This is football. And this is it. This is it. And uh, well, it's all happening, isn't it? Here we go on another roller coaster that is a season at Leeds United. Um, how you feeling? How you feeling about the summer uh, comings and goings and uh, and all the rest of it? It's been it's been tough, hasn't it? With uh, obviously relegation, we're all aware of. But even the takeover, everything's been been a little bit. It's been a little bit tough. It, it certainly has. And like, it's, there's been a lot of goings. There's been a few comings. And, you know, mm. obviously the new manager's arrival, which very it got us very excited um, yeah. when I saw that Farker had arrived. Um, I think he's a, he's a class act. He's been there and done it before. We'll talk about him a little bit later on at the end yeah. of the cast as well. But um, all in all, like you say, the, the summer could have ended so much worse. And yet we here we are with the first coming up the first game of the season. I think there's a lot of players that Leeds United have got back from loan clubs in the championship. We're going to be having a chat with one of them in Cresswell. He had a good spell at yep. Millwall. Um, Joffy, he was at Sunderland last season. Um, everybody that I spoke to in the Sunderland region was delighted with his performances. Somebody else. I think there's a lot of um, Pervera as well, another lad that was out on loan at Blackpool. Those yeah. good things. But... What you've got to look at is the lads that have the, the signings that we have made. Dollars coming from Newcastle. And yep. I think Ampadu, for me, is a class act. I think that looks is a tremendous special, sign. And he looked great in the preseason games. It looks like he's he's just adapted straight away. And then all the other players that have come back on loan and the youngsters that are going to get an opportunity. Joseph as well. I've monitored him last season more in preseason. Archie Gray. Yeah, um, there's a there's a huge opportunity if they are given the the green light and the opportunity this season and they see what they can maximise out of this season in the championship, mm-hmm. um, we could be looking at something very special this year. Well, you know we've we've said over the last few years, oh, he's one for the future, he's one for the yeah. future. Well, the future is now. Yes, and it's time to shine, mate. Absolutely, you're, you're an is. entertainer, you're an actor. You get the opportunity, you go out there, you grasp it, right? This you grab it I'd by the horns. I always talk about this. I've seen players that have been unbelievable on the training park and can't perform when they step over that white line right I've seen other players that are terrible on the training part and as soon as they go over that white line you are in that entertainment space and all that noise around it doesn't matter whether it's home fans away fans you feed off that and become like the, that is your time to shine and I'm hoping that we see a lot of that from the from the youngsters that can do something and the players that have been out on loan and come back to see you know is the championship we're, we're ready to fight for the cause here and get leads back to the Premier League well, speaking of uh, youngsters who uh, have been out on loan and are coming back to the club, um, we are very, very pleased um, to welcome to the show um, a man who's just signed a, a new four-year deal at Leeds United um, and is also Leeds United Heritage, I think it's fair to say, with his old man as well. Um, so please welcome to the show, Charlie Cresswell. Well, Charlie, it's great to have you on, mate. Now, before we go and dive into your lifestyle before football, during football, and obviously a Leeds United time, I'm going to take you back because I played with your dad. Now, I don't really want to hold this shirt up, but I'm going to show you. It's got an owl on it and it's blue and white, right? That's as much as you're seeing, Whoop. but it is actually... Your dad's shirt. I swapped with your dad when I was playing for Leeds. We played together under 20. Are you sure he didn't send you it? Hey, mate, I've got loads of them on the wall. I use this one to clean the car. <laughs> Don't tell him that. 
what I will say. I'm sure I will. I'm suitably impressed. He's a big listener of the Leeds United podcast as well, so I know you're listening. Now, I've seen your dad's had a lot of football clubs, but obviously you're at Leeds United. You want to try and overtake. I'm going to take you to that Sunday dinner, right? Your dad had 30 odd appearance for Leeds United, nine goals, only nine goals. You got five last season nine in the championship. Goals. You need to start, right? To think about that as your targets because when you go around to his house, you need to have more appearances at Leeds United and more goals because you've already succeeded at under 21s level, mate. So it's great to have you on. I don't worry about me and my dad. Me and my dad are constantly bickering. It's been like that ever since I was a little kid. But um, I was winding him up last season because he was talking to me about. Him in the air, me in the air, we were just chatting who's better and who's who's better at this. And it, it's constant battle between me and my dad. But yeah, I love that. Wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> Obviously, you're uh, you're going to be sort of playing a role at the heart of defence this uh, this coming season. But does uh, does your dad help you out with your shooting boots as well? My dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't score on my feet. It's just my head I score. Right, with. right. <laughs> I'm quite a decent finisher, to be fair. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen a few of your goals, mate. I'm taking that. But your dad, he, he did have a touch of class about him every now and again when he was on that ball. Nah. You, you know, can you remember any going to any of the games that he played with? Or were you were you too young there? Or did that have an influence in you becoming a, wanting to become a footballer? Well, I, I was a bit too young when he was at Leeds. But I remember, I remember when he was at Sheffield United. I know the listeners might not want to hear that. But I remember... <laughs> Walking around Bramall Lane, just around the pitch, and it inspired me to be a footballer. To be fair, and I remember thinking to myself, "I, right, I wanna, I wanna come back and be one of these." And to be fair, as well, I've got a memory of uh, when I, when my dad was at Stoke, and uh, they won, they got promoted to the Premier League. And me and have you heard of Liam Delap? Yep. Yeah. You know Roy Delap's son. Me and Liam were we we got told to do a race across Britannia. It was called Britannia back then. It's now the Bet365. But I remember Liam absolutely <laughs> blitzing me across the pitch. And, and I get, came back into the, fan, the fans' lounge after where all the players were. And all the fans were coming up to me going, oh, you're, you were tugging be, quite behind him, weren't you? And it stuck with me ever since. <laughs> that was a motivation you needed to get quicker. <laughs> I know. I was like, I need to, I need to get quicker here. <laughs> I was only about seven and it stuck with me. <laughs> I imagine it's quite an inspiration when you're at sort of Stoke and Sheffield United you're thinking God I want to grow up to play at better clubs than this and here you are um, but, uh, <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of lesser clubs obviously you were, you were on loan uh, last year at, at Millwall um, how was that how did, how, how did that all go down for you nah Millwall I loved it I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything for the world you can't you can't come and do that to me in a lesser club <laughs> no because I, I loved it last season it was it was brilliant and even even off the pitch as well, living in London, it was something different. And yeah, I, I loved every minute of it. Uh, speaking of London, we've actually got a, a mutual pal um, in Paul Young, Youngie, who uh, I know that you were quite keen to to talk about. Your, your face lit up when I said that I knew him as well. I can't believe you know him. <laughs> I can't believe you know him. I was only speaking to him yesterday. God, he, he could have warned me. <laughs> he, he, no chance, no chance. You were playing more on a back three down there at Millwall, weren't you? How did, how did you adjust to that? Did you find that give you um, a, a new little niche to instead of playing with a back four? Well, we played a back three up until... Up until Rotherham, we played, so I don't know, I can't remember what month it was. It was only the first, I reckon, two months, first two and a half months of the season, we played a back three. And then he changed to a back four for the rest of the season. But yeah, I can do both, to be fair. I quite, I quite like it. Um, it's something you've got to get used to, aren't you, as a player? Well, getting used to as a player, you've just signed a new four-year deal. You've been given the number five jersey. You're following the footsteps of John Charles, Charlton, Norman Hunter, Fairclough, Redeby, who was my captain, and many others. There's no pressure there, Charlie. How are you going to handle that? No, I love it. I love the pressure, and I love, I love being able to wear that number on the back of my shirt. You know, it's something that... 
I've wanted ever since I was a young boy, and um, I'm just buzzing that that I'm going to be playing in that this season. But it's not it's not for that that I'll be playing. It's for the badge on the front this season. Um, a lot of fans will be very very happy to hear that. Um, people have talked previously about like you know the pressure of playing at Ellen Road, and especially like in a in a season like this where. We're going to be one of the favourites, you know. Everyone's going to be coming to Ellen Road trying to get that scalp of Leeds United. Like, you don't strike me though as someone who's going to get overawed by that. Like, is is playing in front of that cauldron of Ellen Road actually something that's going to spur you on? Yeah, for sure. I don't. I think with playing for Leeds United, it, it brings a lot of expectation and a lot of pressure. But I think if you really want to play and succeed for the club, you can't hide from that. And I think you've really got to bring it to the forefront and and sit with it, and and that'll allow you to. It'll allow you to progress and succeed as as you want because I think if you get if you hide it and push it to one side, it can always come back and bite you in the bum. Yeah. But um, I think not just me, but the team this season. I think we really need to be brave and and understand that there is going to be expectation, and we need to be brave and choose and choose bravery and courage to to achieve what we want. Really. I loved your comments after you'd signed. I haven't been stalking you, Charlie. I've just been doing research, mate. But I loved your <laughs> comment because it was huge news about your signing all the rest of it, and I've been following your following your career. Obviously, because of um, your father and, and the you know the relationship that I had with him uh, when we played together, and I just thought it was lovely what you said yesterday. You said I'm not here. Correct as I'm wrong, mate. You said I'm not here just to make the numbers up. I'm here to be and get as many minutes on that park and and play well for this club. Now that for me speaks volumes. And I'm sure the fans will be delighted. And it's not a. It's just that it's it's the confidence that I feel that like you you can bring and have a massive massive presence here. And I'm looking forward to your season. I just I feel like I'm not one to hide, and I'm I think. And in, in when you're playing for a club like Leeds United, I don't think you can hide, and there is no place to hide. So it really brings, it really, sh- it'll really show what people are made of. I think this year, and hopefully we have enough to uh, go and achieve promotion because that's what we all want. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be ideal. Um, you, you know, you played so well last year, and I, I was. I was concerned that we. I thought we might lose you. Actually, I was. I was worried that um, you know the, the, there'd be plenty of clubs sort of sniffing around. Um, what's it been like over summer? Has it been uncertain for you? Did you were you wanting to to, to come and and force yourself into the first team at Leeds? Like, did you have options on the table? What's it been like? Yeah, summer's been pretty hectic to be fair. You know, with the season ending, with my eye socket injury, yeah. trying to and trying to get back fit for the Euros, and I ended up getting back fit, but I had to wear that stupid mask <laughs> that did my head in. <laughs> Hey, it's worked though. You still, um, you still got the look about you. You look all right. <laughs> I know. This eye, I still can't feel my cheek though. Serious? It's still, uh, yeah, it's still numb and I can't really feel it. And no, but um, yeah, summer. I had a couple options. It was a bit uncertain, but for me, there was never, there was never really that option to leave. You know, right. I wanted, to, I wanted to achieve the dream of what I've wanted since I was a little boy, and that was to come and play for Leeds United with the number five on the back of my shirt. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. Now, the nitty-gritty match touch on the off-season, you said it was uncertain, but I don't know, what did you get up to in the summer? Where did you go? What did you do? What what makes you tick in the off-season? Well, I went to Tenerife for a week. A lot of golf was involved there, I would take it. I'll t- tell you what, <laughs> funny story, actually, because uh, my dad goes to me the week before I go to Tenerife, oh, do you want to come on a golf trip with me? Next week, I said, I said yes to him. And then two days later, my boy asked me if I wanted to go on holiday to Tenerife. We were sat in the pub. He said, do you want to go on holiday to Tenerife? I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so my, my dad was gutted I sacked him off. But You're a bit of a skier, aren't you? You and your old man go do a bit of skiing, don't you? Oh, as Paul filled you in on that as I, well. I, I, I hear things, mate. That's all. I hear things. <laughs> nah, I used to be, but then you're not allowed no more, are you? That's so it. When I was 11 or 12, I started skiing and then went on holiday every year in February's... Um, but then obviously that stopped when you got 16 and my younger brother now he's just he's just started his first year scholar uh, he's just had 
to come off his last ski holiday this year. So it's something that you've got to sacrifice, really, yeah. but I love it. Do you know what it is, Matt? I've got to say, that's one thing I used to... There's nothing better than being a footballer. It's absolutely, It's such a privilege. It's such an honour. You know what we get to do to grace them football fields? It's something you've dreamed of. But in the summer, when you go in holiday with your families and things, and they go jet skiing, they go water skiing, yeah. they go skiing. It's all these things. When you look in your contract, the clauses that you're not insured, and you think, God, if I, yeah. if I do this and I get injured, then there's there's no policy covering it. So... Was, um, that's that's the thing. You, there's a lot of players have got to make a lot of sacrifices that you forget about. And it was funny me learning to blow and water ski in Australia when we got there. The, my kids have done it since they were kids, so it's effortless. And they see me and I'm I'm like falling over. I'm nearly drowning. Right. You can't do it because it's something that you've never done. And I, I started learning things when I was 38 to 40 years of age, mate, which is quite embarrassing. But that's that's the things yeah. you've got to do. I know my sister started skiing when she was like six, and you should see her now. She's only 12, but she flies down the slopes. She puts all my brothers to shame. <laughs> they won't want. They won't want me saying that. <laughs> how how hard is that as a young as a young lad? You know, um, you've just talked about being in London around Shoreditch and then being in Leeds, which obviously is a, a great nightlife. And then with with extracurricular stuff, skiing, etc. How how mentally focused do you have to be to 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 really knuckle down on you? Obviously, like Bridgie just said, there's not better than playing football professionally. But there must be a degree of stuff that you think, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do this. How hard is that? Yeah, I don't think it's hard. It's not hard for me personally because I love I love football. But yeah, my my life's brilliant, and I'm I'm really grateful for what I've got. I love hearing that because another hard one I've got to say for for the footballers is Christmas New Year. What does your, Chris, your Christmas vibe look like with the family? Christmas is hard. To be fair, last season was the first time properly I realised it because I was obviously playing for playing in London with Millwall, but we were playing Watford away, and the gaffer gave us he gave us the Christmas Eve off and Christmas morning off, but we had to report in Watford at like six o'clock at night. So I was I spent I went home Christmas Eve after training, and then. Woke up Christmas morning, which was lovely at my my family home, and then went to my granddad's had Christmas dinner, and they were all starting to get on it, get get bevied and all that. And um, it got to about two o'clock, and I, I had to set off to go to go drive to Watford away to go to the hotel. And that that was that was the time when it really kicked in Christmas time, and and then Boxing Day as well is also yeah. a big session session my family so well, I couldn't do that man sacrifice yeah but they're the sacrifices you, we've got to make it. there's plenty yeah, plenty time yeah, after football yeah. for them Christmas days and things together oh, for sure um Obviously, you've there's this, you know you've got you've got a diet that you've got to stick to, and there's training. How how's that under the new regime? How's uh, how's Daniel Farker working out in training? And uh, is he over you guys like a like a bad rash? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's da- Farker's been brilliant. Call him boss here. We're not allowed to call him Gaff. Okay. We call him boss. So okay. uh, yeah, he's he's been a brilliant brilliant appointment so far, and all the lads all the lads love him. His training's been been spot on, and we all know what what to expect from him and what what he wants from. His uh, football team. Everyone's looking very fit. Yeah, regarding diets, I think, well, on my behalf, I, since Bielsa's been here, the, the diet that he put in with me has really stuck with me. So it's always in my head, and I'm sure it is with a lot of other players as well. So I think it, as a club, as a whole, a lot of the players that are still here from when Bielsa was here, mm-hmm. I think everyone's really fit and it's really stuck with them, which is which is good. Charlie, is there any chance you can send that diet sheet through to me, please, mate? Because <laughs> since I've hit 44, mate, it's um, just gone pear-shaped and I'm on about the body as well. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to lay off the beers then. <laughs> Deal. 
<laughs> how um, how hard is that for new players coming in? Like, obviously, you've been you've been at Leeds for a long time now, Charlie. Um, as as of a lot of the lads, um, and you talk about that being instilled in a bunch of you and ingrained in in you. Um, how hard is that for new people coming in to either like develop that work ethic or or just to have that? Um, or I suppose it maybe it falls to you guys to try and to try and you know ingratiate them into this 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 mentality. Is it difficult with new lads coming in? Yeah, but I think. Everyone, everyone kind of has their own way of dealing with it. You know, they speak to the nutritionist when they first come in, and I'm not going to lie and sit here. I'm, I'm perfect, and it's easy for me because it's really not <laughs> yeah. like I'm with with me and my food. I love me food, but I, you just have to you just have to stick with it and know what's best for you. I don't I don't really know how other players deal with it. To be fair, it's just I think you just get on it with, with your own, don't you? It's it's part and parcel, but it is tough. I remember um, it was quite easy at Leeds back in the day where before the physio Dave Hancock came in because we never had any body fats done, and then all of a sudden this new physio turns up and he's got these big he's got these big calipers, these brand new machines. And back in the day, Charlie, we we had a, a goal we had a goal card. I hate it when the calipers come out. Well, we had a gold card for a certain um, food chain that's got these golden arches and it entitled you to have as much, food, as much food as you wanted for free. Uh, the league was sponsored the, by them. The one that happened to be across the road from the stadium, Jimmy? Yes, correct. Oh, wow. I, used okay. to, I, I was living by myself and I couldn't go there. Uh, I couldn't cook for myself. So this this um, gold card became invaluable. But these bloody calipers, Dave Hancock and um, his calipers, they, they caught up with his mates. So they kept gripping you. I got, I, I got wrong. I got very, very wrong. So I understand the, where you're going from. You've got to be so disciplined. I'd, I think I would have. Oh, that would do. have been my hardest. It was very hard for me back then because I love my food, uh, and I, I reckon that's yeah. still to this day in the game would probably be my hardest um, thing to try and get over the, the new diet routines. Yeah, it's my it's my hardest challenge daily, and my my dad knows it as well, so he's on to me all the time. <laughs> you say you love your food. What is it? What's your go to? Like if you if you know, say season's you, finished. You name it, anything. Oh, literally just whatever. Oh, I love a chippy. Fish and chips. Oh, eh? can't beat a chippy, and I have it with gravy. People down south thought that was weird. Oh, you're not a curry sauce man not on my chippy I'm a fish chips and gravy oh. with the soggy chips right, okay. oh, that's a right kiss on the lips is that mushy, mushy pea man <laughs> mm, not real massive yeah. I'd rather just have a me fish and chips and gravy. Matt, what's your go-to? No, I can't do mushy peas. Just, yeah, fish and chips for me. Just oh, straight yeah, up. You're curry sauce? I'm a curry sauce man. Hi. I can do it. Oh, yeah. I can do it. I, I nail curry sauce on my Chinese, though. <laughs> See, this is the kind of insight I want to hear in the fans. Only. I love it, man. This is good. It make, makes us feel normal. <laughs> Wait till you get on to me music taste. <laughs> well, well, come on, on to that. Hey, you said it. Go on, what you got? What are you playing around? The, if, if it's your choice, you've got the DJ. You're in the, you're in the changing room. What are you putting on? Uh, I'm not allowed on. I'm not allowed on the speaker. Once I pipe up and say I want my tunes on, they're all like, no, because they all like this bosh, 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 this yeah, yeah, yeah. big boom, boom music. I just love my country music. Country music? Wow. Oh, In my lockdown, days. I, got, I got a guitar. I got a guitar and I, I tried playing guitar. Well, it didn't last very long. I learned one song and it wasn't even a country song. <laughs> I should get Pat to teach you. I'm sure Pat could. Uh, I know. I know. When I, when I was learning, I was I was asking him. I was asking him. But hey, yeah. Matt, there oh, you go, mate. Yeah. You'll have to you'll have to get Charlie out to America. I'd love to move to Nashville. Oh, honestly, that's my dream. Hey, when if I'm anybody older. if anybody can make it happen, Charlie, this man here, he's you know how much of a legend he is in America and obviously around I'm the actually, world. I'm actually I'm going up to see Arctic Monkeys in Nashville in a few months, but. Um, oh. Shaq's, you know Shaq's, Jamie Shackle, uh-huh. and he he went to Nashville over the summer, and I was I was belling him every day about it. Oh, it was it looked incredible. Wow. Yeah, we're going we're going up in September. That's oh, next month, isn't it? I'm going up next month. But um, I, so I live in Florida, right? 
I yeah. if I don't hear another country song ever again, it'll be too soon. I can't I, I can't deal with it. I don't know. How do you not you, like it? Oh, I do not. No, I don't know how you can sit there and listen to yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Honestly, me guitar. Get me around the campfire. Uh, someone said that it, now that they've invented uh, you know driverless cars. Country singers can sing about how their trucks left them as well. <laughs> am, I sp- am I supposed to laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> the old man got it. <laughs> Shocking. You, you know, know what it is? Everything that Charlie said about you before, Matt, when he said he was a big fan of you in the, in the Harry Potter And he was looking movies. forward to this. You've just ruined it there, pal. That's it. You're done. I should get back to football. Aye. Well, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know, Charlie. You mentioned like obviously a couple of what your favourite foods, your song things are. Who who who's your mate at the football club? And who you know who's who's got the personality in the in a bit of banter in there? Who's my mate? Well, at least yeah. uh, I've, I've got a few. I've been here since I was eleven. Well, who, who's your best no, mate um, in the squad? Who, who's like your, your go-to? Who's the biggest personality that you enjoy hanging around with? Apart from me and Bridgie, obviously. It, it's different because all the older lads kind of stick together and then the young lads, there's, there's like a young lads group as well. So it's different. It's a, it's quite a balanced group, but everyone mixes really well. Don't get me wrong. But me, me, Joff, Sam and Shax, we kind of stick together. I'm trying to think who else. So would that be your Ibiza crew, Wait. would it? If you had to take five and that would be your crew. Crew. <laughs> I'd probably take a couple of the older lads because it'd be more funny, you know, more experience. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I can see that if you could take two senior lads who would it be because I reckon you're going to see a Cooper Stewie Dallas Ooh, okay sure. yeah yeah, I can see that I'd take Stewie and I'd take I'd take Coops I think Coops and Stewie because they're best buds and they'd have good crack yeah. I reckon together <laughs> they'll have you back as well you know that like, they're, they're, oh, yeah. well I'm lads. showing my age oh, yeah. now because Coops used to be my bloody boot boy at Hull City there you go well I used to be Luke Aylin's boot boy about three years ago. Bloody brilliant. How's that when you first get into, when you're playing in the first team alongside someone who you used to clean boots of? Like, how does that feel? It's weird, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's not supposed to be happening. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, right. It's, he's, he's, he's only human. It's not like he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just it's just Luke Allen. He's such a nice lad. He's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant with me. He treats me like I'm, I'm a first team player as well, so... Yeah, I'm sure it's weird for him as well because yeah. I was his boot boy. But was he a good tipper? Is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was. It was. was. He? Yeah. It was. Yeah, good. He was. that's good to hear because I used to. Yeah. I had three boots that I used to do. Two very good tippers, and then there was one that I never got anything off at Christmas, apart from a no. pair of trainers that were size 13, and I was a size eight. So, yeah, it was just a just a shambolic display. Yeah. But you always remember the lads that were good to you because then you'll do the same to your your apprentices as well. Yeah, I had Luke Allen and I had uh, Clicky. I had Mateus Klitsch as well. He was a good tipper. So they were my two. Brilliant. That's what it's yeah. about, mate. You wait for your Christmas bonuses. <laughs> oh, I was buzzing. Speaking of uh, small feet, I uh, years ago at an auction, I bought a signed pair of Rich Cresswell football boots. And uh, I can only assume that they were bought specially just for him to sign. I don't think they were actually his unless he's got abnormally small feet. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I think they were for a child. Like, how, how big's your dad's feet? <laughs> No, he's a size 10. They can't have been oh, Matt, you've been mugged off for fakes. Mate, you bought I, some I mean, fugazis. I think, he, yeah, I think he just bought a pair on his way in and signed them and gave them to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, that's good to know, actually. I thought he was... Uh, I thought he was. I thought there was something going on with his feet there. That's good to know. <laughs> he is funny with his sizes, to be fair, though. When you ask him about his height, he'll always say six one and a half, not six one. <laughs> brilliant. So still got the camaraderie and the banter and the sledging going with his dad. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, I, He's going to hate this when this comes out. <laughs> 
you should have you 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 just like mugged him off and said his feet are tiny, they're horrific. Um, I just want to ask you quickly about England, um, because obviously you've had some great success with the other 21s uh, this year. Um, I just want to ask sort of A, how was all that? And B, how does that differ from, from the lead setup when you when you go out there? Yeah, it's it's brilliant. You know, the summer was brilliant and the lads have been brilliant. You know, I've been I've been with that group two years now and it's kind of been that that was what we've been working towards and so it was two years of hard work and it's different when you go away because it's not like you go home and then you come back. It's like you're on camp, you're in a hotel for thirty days, right. you know. It, it it was tough some days because you're away from your family, your friends, but then you remember what you're doing it for and who you're representing it it brings you back levels but um yeah i wouldn't change anything and the lads were all brilliant the coaching staff you know to have lee carsley jolly and lescott ashley cole there yeah, as your coaches it was brilliant you know to take advice from and there's no better people to learn from so yeah i loved every minute of it and i think yeah i'm still i'm still eligible to carry on playing from the 21s but yeah my goal is to play for the first team that's a scary thing you're, st- you're still yeah. in that age bracket to have a, to have another go and a, and a go again yeah. and like you're saying they're mentoring figures I'm going to I know I've had a good laugh and a joke and we've got an insight in you I just want to ask you a serious question about this season ahead um, for you personally because it, it, it's more so for me than the fans. I, w- I was a striker like your dad. I used to set myself targets and goals for this season, which were how many goals I would get under me, you know, that season and try and try and achieve that. But they've got to be, you know, achievable in reality. So what, what, it, what as a defender and for this season, what, what's, what have you got marked down there, Charlie, if you even do set targets? From goals, I want more than I did last year. I want between five and seven goals this year. Love it. Yeah. That's what and I your want. Your targets on appearances or anything like, or sustainability, or oh appearances, yeah. I'd just love to play as many games as I can. I want, I want again more games than I played last year. But if I could play thirty-five plus games, forty games, I'd be, I'd be more than happy. Yeah. And but as long as that comes with a promotion. And the bragging rights at the Sunday dinner table because that'll mean you've got more than your dad at Leeds United. So good on you, lad. <laughs> to be fair, I feel for him when he was here because he was injured for eighteen months. Yeah. So, well, again, we've but. got something in common there as well. Then <laughs> I know. Well, let's hope you don't follow these two and uh, and we get a full season out of you because uh, I think your future is incredibly bright, Charlie. I really do. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you playing for Leeds for for many years to come. And as you say, let's uh, let's hope it starts with a promotion, eh? Oh man, I hope so too. Different class, Charlie. I wish you all the best this season yeah. from myself, Matt, everybody involved with Leeds United, mate. Go and, go and smash it, lad. Oh, brilliant. Thank Thanks you so that. much, pal. I love no, doing thank that. Thank you. I love doing that. Thank you. Well, congrats again on the new contract, mate. You fully, fully deserve that. I can't, I can't wait to watch oh, you this year. Cheers. Keep smiling. Keep positive, lad, and good luck. We'll see you down at the ground sometime. Cheers, guys. Well, there we go. Charlie Cresswell. Um, that was good, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant, mate. What a good talker he is, and what a you know what I love. Yeah, like man. I was saying in that interview there, Matt. It's it's the the confidence he's got without being that. Mm. Ego, you know, some people might say, "Oh, they're over arrogant." That that's not arrogance. That's confidence, and I loved what he had to say mm-hmm. there. So an insight off the field. Obviously, you could tell he had a, a very good mentor, and his and his father. Um, Richard uh, and he's, he's he's living the dream mate. and hopefully no, all he kept saying here's one for you he said it three or four times promotion 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 yeah, did, didn't I love that mate yeah. well you know obviously you've got the managers and whatnot who've got a have got to temper expectations but I want the players to think no that's what we're doing we're not setting out to, to be runners up here. We're, we're, we're getting up here. Let's not downplay it. Let's just go for the jugular. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I tell you what, like the new den, it's not a, not an easy place to go off on loan and try and no. establish yourself. Um, and he's done a fantastic job there. So 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what we need. It's tough for a lad. I mean, I'm further from the north. I'm I'm obviously up in the Newcastle region. You've got Yorkshire. It's very tough anyway when you go down down to, to London to try and settle in. And it's something that really yeah. daunted me when I had the opportunity to go down there and I, I bottled it. He's gone down there and he, he's absolutely embraced it. So the games in the championship down there with Millwall to come back now and make yourself an established or pushing on the door to be an established Leeds United player this season and for the duration, mate. That I'm I'm very excited. I, I really am. I think we I think we might be seeing a lot of him this year, don't you? Yeah, I bloody hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it from us this Sunday. It all it all starts. How are you feeling, Bridgie? I'm very very excited because obviously it's the start of a new season I know it is the championship season and we'd rather be in the Premier League but this is reality there is more games to come um, this season and you know what it is like I say looking at the fixture list early on if you could have given me any fixture list to take a team like Cardiff and Birmingham um, in the first couple of matches and have a night you know a team like Ipswich as well I know West Brom are in there which is going to be a tough game but a team that's got promoted two teams that struggled last season that is a superb start I feel to get Get some right. points on the board. You've got to, the championship. I've been there, Matt. I've been promoted and relegated in the past. I know how tough it is to get out of there. But if you if you've got that positivity and you look at it and you get the runs on the board early doors, um, you can get a lot of momentum going. The the side that worries me is when I look at the last month and I see we've got Coventry, Blackburn, Sunderland, um, uh, Southampton. And I do believe another team that were in a lot of teams that were in the playoffs and came down. And yeah. you do not want to be real. Middlesbrough, I think, is the other team. That's a very, very tough running if you're wanting to scramble and get points. So for yeah. me, um, it's it's all going to be done in that period between the start of the season going into Christmas. For me, uh, Cardiff have always been a, a bogey team for us. Yeah. Um, in, in, inexplicably. FA Cup games as well. When I played, I used to hate it with Sam the man and that. Oh. The fact that we actually got over the line against them last year was was miraculous to me. It took us two goes, obviously, but they're just one of them teams. And obviously, I think back to when we did get promoted um, and we come back from COVID and they were the first game and we lost 2-0 and I just don't know what it is about Cardiff um, now do I guess my, 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 my question is kind of twofold really Bridgie is uh, A do the players think about that stuff do they even care or is it just another day at the office and two if, they, if the answer's yes getting through them in the first game and getting three points would that be a massive kickstart for them now wherever we got Cardiff when I was with Leeds United in the, the cup games you were like oh here we go again because we got them right. two years prior as well and had a tough time against them I'm not sure how many of the lads would have played and been against mm. them um, a lot of the lads won loan last season the championship would have had a, had a good run against them and, and understood Um so that that can be a good thing, but I, I reckon the mindset they've got to be is that you, you've got to go into it and just think, you know what it is? It's this is the first game of the season. We are at Elland Road. They are not coming here to dictate this or try and bully us off right. the park. Yeah, that's that's the mindset you've got to have because if you go in with that vulnerability, Matt, you might as well mm. not even go out there to be fair. So right. it definitely plays a part in the build up and the lead up if you read into that kind of thing. But as soon as you are in that dressing room and you're ready and you're in game mode, even it might even start at the hotel when you're going through the tactics. That's when you you switch off and you figure about that and you've you know, you're right, they're wrong, basically. Uh, and the other thing that I would be superly impressed with for this season going forward, mate, I was delighted with the announcement of the new manager with Daniel Farker because yeah. I love the way he talks. I really enjoyed watching his style of football. 
Uh, and I like the way he can get his, you know, the vision and philosophy of playing style here across to the players I've seen op- operate. But even when I met him um, recently and uh, interviewed him over in um, Norway, I just thought he spoke lovely and he had a he had a really nice tone of, about him. And he's got the experience of being promoted and he understands what it takes to get out the championship. And that is a very, very tough thing to find. So if you'd have asked us when I was hearing other names getting branded about, I'm thinking, oh no, please. Mm. I think the calculated decision has been tremendous. I know at some point we're going to have to let go of the past, but just hearing Charlie there, immediately without prompting from me, compared him to Bielsa in terms of the diet and the training and stuff. And um, I think that's something that we've probably lacked a little bit as well. I think that there's going to be a massive amount of um, physical discipline that's going to be instilled in them. And they seem to be responding to it yeah. from th- what I've just heard there. Definitely, definitely. Now, I haven't, I haven't spoken to a couple of lads myself, no names mentioned. I know that a few of them have really struggled and be, felt like they wanted to vomit um, after right. the sessions, which I hadn't heard until previously under the Bielsa right. regime. So, you know, yeah. there's a few yeah. of the lads that are still there. So that that's good That's good to hear as a as a fan and because you, you want them to be put through the, the paces like that. But I think the difference is this time, they're also getting a lot more monitoring for the rest and recovery. Mm-hmm. That yes. makes sense. Whereas only Bales, yes. I don't think the rest of the recovery was, was there. Yeah. So they're getting that fine balance now, and I think that's um, again a very very good insight as to what you know what. Daniel Farker is completely different to Bielsa, but there's still a lot of the dynamics and the, the the training aspects are there. And that's the DNA that we as Leeds United football fans want to see because you want to see players running around like lunatics, pressing the ball, chasing the ball. But if we can't go and win it, then the organisation comes into it. And I think that's, what I've, um, that's what's impressed me so far. Well, okay, we can talk about it till the cows come home, but what's <laughs> going to happen is going to happen on the pitch on Sunday. Uh, and so... Um, I guess we'll just have to let it happen, won't we? Um, we certainly will. So good luck, everyone. We'll hopefully see you uh, the game. But uh, fingers crossed for three points and the first uh, hurdle conquered on our on our campaign for for promotion. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. We are so proud. They shouted out loud.